0: Last from the past, Tyson Alualu, Alu, first round pick, 2010. We've retained a first round pick, huh? More than a decade. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> retained, yeah, kind of retained. <laughs>
0: and welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley Brown. Asad Hassan is joining via call. He's a busy guy today. Uh, I've been refreshing all these Jaguars podcasts, looking for news and analysis of the free agency whirlwind tour that's going on right now, but haven't really found much. So I said, hey, well, why don't we put out our own episode and, and share our thoughts on that? How's it been for you, said. Yeah. Great idea, man. I thought
1: we were going to you know, get a little more free agency news on our end. Apparently, we didn't, though.
0: I figure it's also helpful to take a look around the league a bit and see some stuff that might affect the Jaguars. Then we'll dive into the Jaguars' recent signings. Does that sound cool? So, uh, former Jaguar edge rusher Yannick Ngakwe, after holding out with the Jags, wound up bouncing around the league last year. He was with the Vikings for a bit, with the Ravens uh, towards the second half of the last season, and just signed a two-year deal with the Raiders. Do you think he's there to stay?
1: I mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell at this point. He's getting bounced around. I wonder what the reasoning is for him getting bounced around so much. It's four teams in two years? Really? I don't know, but I knew you'd find a way to work Yannick into this uh, podcast today. I had a
0: feeling. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm still following a Jaguar.
1: (laughs) But not that Jaguar. Come on, man. How about a different Jaguar to follow around?
0: All right. All right. Well, let's talk about Allen Robinson then. So A-Rob, former Jaguars receiver, was just given the franchise tag by the Bears. Does this mean for sure he's not coming to Jacksonville?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's coming to Jacksonville, especially because we are signing a different wide receiver, which which we will mention later. I just don't see it happening. He got tagged. He was not happy about it, but that's just how the game goes, I guess. He, I mean, ultimately, he chose to go to Chicago in the first place, so I guess he, he's got to play there again this year, and we'll see what happens next year.
0: Some other fun kind of stuff is the Patriots. There's been a lot of talk around – a lot of, you know, Patriots had a lot of activity during the first several days of free agency. And I even heard, like, they might be going after Leonard Fournette. Another thing is they just signed both of the Titans ends that Jaguars fans were holding out hopes that we would sign in. Um, uh, Johnu Smith, um, who they acquired uh, after leaving the Titans. I think they got him for a four-year deal, $50 million. And then Hunter Henry, three-year. Uh, deal something like uh, in the upper 30 million dollars right there so god how does that feel to have the Jaguars need a tight end and then a single team swoops up both that we were looking at
1: yeah I was uh, that's where I was going to go next I was like it happened to be two tight ends that we were looking at and we were hoping we would get right I mean these are two solid guys too I guess maybe they're bringing back the two tight end system there with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez I don't know what their plan was. I mean, they didn't put much thought into quarterback, it seems like. They're focused on skill positions and tight ends, apparently. But two of them? Really? <laughs> really weird. I I wanted to see Hunter Henry as a Jaguar. I've been a big fan for a while. So a little disappointing, I would say. Uh, we don't have the best luck with tight ends in the last few years. So I don't really trust what's going on with us at tight end.
0: Well, the Jaguars did re-sign James O'Shaughnessy. They also picked up Chris uh, Manhurts on a two-year deal, another tight end. Uh, but so far, nothing nothing big. So I'm guessing that might be something that we try our luck with in the draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, I, I gotta ask you
0: again, what happened to Josh Oliver? I, I, I don't know what that name, I don't recognize that name.
1: Goodness. No, but yeah. I, I do think we'll draft a tight end. I don't think it'll be you know in that first round, but it will come. And obviously that's the way they're leaning based on what they're showing in free agency.
0: So let's talk about, people that we will see in a Jaguars uniform though. So some of the biggest free agent signings um, as well as a, a trade. Uh, we've got Shaquille Griffin, cornerback coming in from the Seahawks uh, at a three year, $44.5 million contract. And there was some talk about bringing in uh, Shaquille's brother, Shaquim. They both played together at, at the Seahawks as well. What was your reaction to this acquisition?
1: I love it, man. Not only, you know, did well, they play together as Seahawks, but they played together at Central Florida, you know, right, right in the backyard of Jacksonville, basically. You know, we we love our Central Florida players. It's good to see. He's actually, a, he's a pretty good corner. I think he's promising. I don't think he's like great or anything mm-hmm. right now, but I think he has, he has the potential. Watching them play last year, I remember a couple of times he stuck out on the screen to me. I was like, this guy can actually make plays. Like, I did not think he was very good at all. So I was wrong. And I'm looking forward to it. Of course, Seattle did have one of the worst uh, pass defenses, you know, and they were allowing like 400 yards a game for fun last year. So that's a little mm-hmm. concerning. But individually, he's a good player, and I'm excited about it. I don't think the money's too much. I think mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, and another thing is the the Jaguars really did solidify their secondaries. I mean, so far, and especially in terms of cornerback. We re-signed the people that I I guess we would be hoping to re-sign. So we've got Sidney Jones and Trey Herndon both coming back. And Trey Herndon uh, likely will be playing in the nickel. Um, Sidney Jones can also play the nickel. And with uh, Griffin and Henderson, uh, Griffin has played on both the right and left side of the field. I'm I'm guessing that they're going to have to evaluate... Who starts where through uh, training camp and, and the preseason? What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's I was gonna ask you the same thing. I was gonna say who who do you think the two starters are? I mean, is it gonna be Griffin and Henderson or is it gonna be Jones and Griffin? Or is it gonna be Henderson and Jones? I think it's gonna go through camp. It's they're gonna see who the best is and where the best fit is. I don't think Trey Herndon's really in the conversation for you know, one of those guys lining up on the outside, to be honest with you. But I, it's good. It's good that they have competition, especially, you know, a couple of young guys. I mean, none of these guys are proven either, which is nice, you know, so there's no handout. So they're going to work for it.
0: It should be exciting to watch. I, I do like Henderson. I mean, I think when Henderson's in, into it, he's, uh, he's shown some shutdown potential. I'm not as familiar with Shaquille Griffin. I remember when he was drafted, but I haven't really been following or watching too closely. So... I'm still nostalgic for the Jalen Ramsey trash talking days. I kind of want some, <laughs> I want some uh, flair and firepower at the cornerback position. So whoever's going to give that, maybe it's Sidney Jones. That's that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, and I don't think C.J. Henderson is that kind of player. It doesn't seem like it. At least, don't know the guy personally, but doesn't seem like it.
0: So rounding out the the backfield here, or the secondary and defense, we've got Rashawn Jenkins coming in as a strong safety from the Chargers. In roughly, I guess, two seasons, he's had 138 tackles and five picks. Uh, he also obviously was playing under uh, Gus Bradley. <laughs> it looks like he's going to have the strong safety spot uh, while Gerard Wilson is still playing at free safety. Any insight onto Rashawn Jenkins?
1: I, I don't know if we have strong enough safety still. I, I thought we, you know, we'd make a jump at safety too. Maybe we're thinking about drafting one. And does he have that strong safety spot? Like is it is it his? Because I think Daniel Thomas can fight for that.
0: All right. Yeah, it will be fast fascinating to see that one too. And I do think that might be something that we address in the draft. Moving over to the offense for a second here, we did have a, a couple signings at wide receiver. One is Philip Dorset who I don't know him mean, he was sitting out 2020 because of a foot injury, but might be some competition for our receivers. the of course, the main signing is Marvin Jones coming in from the Lions, who has done really well since the departure of Megatron in Detroit. What is it now? about four or five years. Jones comes in, he's 31 years old. For me, I see him as sort of being a, a mentor. For DJ Chark, uh, LaVisca Chenault, Colin Johnson, um, I, I don't really know at this point if he will emerge as the number one target for us as receiver, though. What, what's your take on this?
1: As a number one, no. I, I, think, I think the Jaguars are sold on DJ Chark being their number one, to be honest. They're going to give him a shot this year. As for Marvin Jones, though, this guy – He's been productive everywhere he's been, which is only Detroit and Cincinnati, but he was productive and he was an underrated player and he was never a wide receiver one on his teams. Right. Mm. He was never a wide receiver one, but at times he was putting up wide receiver one numbers and he would have an impact on the game like this. This guy is fun to watch, too, man. He's explosive. He can catch the ball down the field. He can jump. The dude was on American Idol. He can sing. I, I've always liked Marvin Jones. I think he's a he's a really solid, solid player, and I'm very I'm actually really excited to see him in a Jags jersey.
0: Also, sticking on offense, we've got someone that we'll see in a Jaguars jersey for the second time, uh, the one and only Carlos Hyde, who had actually played for a couple of years at Ohio State with Urban Meyer. I'm guessing that's the reason he's back. Yeah,
1: that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? What do What do you think about Carlos Hyde, man? I feel like his his first stint with the Jaguars wasn't like you know. Wasn't good for a good impression on Jaguars fans, I would say, really. I mean, we're not saying he's competing for a number one, the number one running back spot. We know that's James Robinson's. But like you said about Marvin Jones as a mentor to the other wide receivers, I think that's what Carlos Hyde can provide to James Robinson.
0: Yeah. Hyde is one of those players that after he departed Jacksonville, I started noticing him and more breakout plays and seemed to be more effective elsewhere. What was it with like I guess Kansas City and then the Seahawks is that right
1: Yeah Seahawks yep
0: So we'll see I mean this is the one of the big questions now is have we have we fully rebranded you know is if if the coach and GM have been replaced if we're looking at a completely different quarterback situation we've got a lot of turnover in our coaching staff as well as our player roster are we the same team that we were 2 years ago by by any means, you know.
1: Oh my goodness, um, no! There's this is like a this is like a clean slate, isn't it? It feels like even guys that have been on the team for a couple of years are like you know kind of like forgotten about, like Josh Oliver. And now I'm thinking back to Rock Armstead. He didn't play all year, but he looked promising in you know a couple of years ago, right? We thought maybe he would have an impact this season, this last season, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was just hurt. So is he going to get any playing time? Is Carlos Hyde going to take away from that?
0: I think what we're doing here is running back by committee, except for the starter. So it's like you've got one running back, James Robinson, who your team really identifies with as their starting running back. Um, the game plan is designed around him. But after that, you have this sort of collective of let's say three backs, maybe even more, any of whom can surface and and, and get hot at any point in the in the season. So Carlos Hyde offers a, a profile that maybe not maybe isn't filled by some of the other running backs in the room at the moment, and I don't I don't think anybody would be against Rock Armstead surfacing even above Hyde as as more of a relief back later on. It's just that we don't know, and, and we've got Carlos's insurance.
1: Well said, and I definitely agree. And that's kind of the way the um, the NFL is kind of trending. You know, running back up by committee. Don't don't pay your running back too much because you can find them anywhere. Just kind of run two or three of them, you know. I think that's the way the Jaguars are trending and a lot of the NFL. I think it's a smart move. But still having that number one guy that you trust the most, you know.
0: One more past Jaguar who will again be donning a Jaguars jersey. And by the way, shout out to the tweet uh, Matthew at Real MBB for observing that Tyson Alu-Alu will be the only Jaguars player in team history to wear all three helmets. Blast from the past, Tyson Alualu, first round pick 2010. We've retained a first round pick, huh? More than a decade? What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> retained, yeah. Kind of, kind of retained. I wouldn't even call it retaining. Yeah, that's exciting, though, isn't it? He had like a breakout season last year, which is kind of unusual at this point of his career, right? But was it because he was playing on a team with so many weapons around him on the defense or, or, was it? Cause he was just having a great season. A lot of questions to be answered. Cause we've seen this thing where, you know, a guy comes from this other team, right. And he was good there and he comes to Jacksonville and he is not good anymore. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried for the Jags. Cause I, I, I worry that every guy we get just, you know, doesn't play up to their potential because they're a Jaguar. I guess that's what being a Jaguar fan is.
0: Well, he he did have uh, a child in 2017, whom he named Tyson Jacks. I wonder if that has any callback to the Jaguars in his heart. Wow, it must. How's it spelt? Uh, it is. It's two X's. It's two X's. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. I mean, we can just pretend like it does have something to a Jacks, phone. This is his home, and this is where he wants
0: to be. Yeah. And it's fascinating, like you mentioned, that he had this breakout year. He is he is actually older than me by three weeks.
1: Wow. You might have a breakout year coming for
0: yourself then, too. Hey, man. I hope I hope I have a breakout year some point before I die. Jesus, that'd be <laughs> yeah. nice. The other thing that we have today is a trade. It's an unspecified draft pick for defensive tackle Malcolm Brown from the Saints. And it looks like the Saints were, you know, they have been in major salary cap trouble. Drew Brees has officially retired, uh, which should be some ease on that. They have this crazy... <laughs> uh was it the Taysom Hill (laughs) contract that is like essentially fake years after this first year here they did sign Jameis Winston to 12 million dollars but it looks like we're getting Malcolm Brown in exchange for some draft capital and I've seen some people pretty happy about this acquisition
1: yeah I mean I don't know much about him I know the Saints um D-line is very good they're really good up front I would have to you know watch some film just to see you know, what he's all about, since I don't know much. But that's a good sign that other fans and other people are excited about him. That's good news.
0: Yep. Uh, Two-year, $11 million deal. So, hey, we've got some moves pretty much around the whole roster. I think we're going to have a collective sigh of relief. I would say maybe even crying of relief when we draft Trevor Lawrence. At the end of next month. That's that's when this all kind of comes together. <laughs> there
1: will be tears. Um, there's a couple couple other stories that I've been kind of looking at. Keelan Cole, he hasn't been paid yet.
0: Yeah, and he's officially a free agent right now. What do you think's going to go on there? I don't know. It's starting to seem like
1: that we're going to let him walk.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Not thrilled about it.
1: And then also, uh, Jamal Agnew is another guy that we are going to get as well in free agency You know, nothing's official. You know
0: anything about him? Uh, no. Tell me. Enlighten me.
1: Well, I play for the Lions. So this guy, he's listed as a running back wide receiver. He doesn't play that many offensive snaps I've seen, but this guy is a special teams god. Remember all those muffed punts and switching this guy in and out of punts and kicks and all that crap? That's over, man. It's going to be Jamal Agnew. I promise you that guy has had like four or five kick returns or or punt returns for touchdowns. He's very good on special teams. Very explosive.
0: Wow. Oh, and I've seen that he's also played cornerback and wide receiver.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) he, he he does a lot of things, man. He does a lot of things. And this guy can play. I know it's kind of weird talking about a special teams player having an impact, but it matters. It's a big signing. I think he's one of the best in the league, honestly, at kick returning. Slash punch returning.
0: Oh, that's super exciting, man. Wow, that's going to make it be one of many reasons why our Sunday afternoons have significantly improved. <laughs>
1: one last thing, if you have the time, is, uh, I don't know if you checked the Twitter you know, today, but Gardner Minshew, we're getting some calls for him.
0: Oh, no way. I haven't heard. What's what's the latest on Gardner Minshew?
1: Ian Rappaport actually tweeted out earlier today that they're getting multiple calls, man, regarding Gardner Minshew and their trade for him. How does that make you feel?
0: A little emotional. (laughs) I think I saw someone's like Madden ratings of the Jaguars QB room. They're doing the whole Jaguars roster spread. And Trevor Lawrence is up there already at like, you know, an estimated 85, but Minshew wasn't too far behind at 76, right? I'm like, ah, oh, man, like in another scenario, he would still be the quarterback we're building around. It's fascinating to me
1: that people like other teams are like interested in him, to be honest with you, after what he did last
0: year. I don't, I don't know if all of last year is still his fault, man. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff, even psychologically, even in terms of like how the team chooses to get behind you or not that uh that can go into a season like that i i was listening to commentary recently uh i can't remember where it was um like an nfl sponsored thing or, or pff or something and they were just they mentioned gardner Minshew, and they're like yeah well we all know he's good so like that what, what what i mean that's that's the perception that's
1: yeah. nuts that's crazy coming from the outside world do you know
0: coming from the outside world and uh obviously another i mean there's a lot of a lot of praise for ryan fitzpatrick um as always for what he does and he was threatening retirement <laughs> if he wasn't able to be brought back in and just signed with uh, Washington. So, I mean, I don't know if Minshew will have that kind of journeyman career, but Fitzpatrick's done it quite uh, well. The question is, you know, Fitzpatrick goes from these from team to team, knowing he's going to play this role of like short-term savior. Other quarterbacks who have been starters before, uh, Andy Dalton comes to mind right now are going from team to team, hoping to be a, the starter again. I mean, this is in terms of their language and stuff. For Minshew, I, I jury's out. You know, I can't tell. He's already exceeded expectations in many ways, but I don't know if he's going to be content being that kind of journeyman guy, but maybe maybe that's what he's best for. Maybe he, he arrives at a team and injects them with some short-term energy. It might be enough to make a playoff run. And maybe, you know, it gives
1: that chip on uh, Minshew's shoulder back, you know, knowing that, you might come in, but it could be your last game wherever you go, you know? So you got to come in and play your ass off because nothing's settled. You you might not be the quarterback the next game. I think it would be good for Gardner. Either way, I think, like, all the Jaguars fans are rooting for him, right?
0: Yep, and what would a Jaguars-themed podcast be without a few mentions of Minshew? And let's add to that Yannick Ngakwe and Jalen Ramsey. <laughs>
1: And Jalen Ramsey restructured his deal, man. So wherever they go, most of them will love him I won't love Yannick. You will.
0: <laughs> well, we're so grateful for you for joining us for this episode of the Drunken Jaguar. Uh, it's been a- an exciting several days. I know by the time people listen to this, some things will have already changed, but Hey, until the dust settles, we just want to get out there and, and talk about it. I've been, I've been, I'm an addict, man. I'm refreshing our own podcast, <laughs> Big Cat Country <laughs> feed to see if someone else is saying something. That's how, that's how hungry I am for this stuff. As always, you can find the Drunken Jaguar at Junkin Dragwar. I said, thanks for joining.
1: Of course, man. Anything to talk about Jaguars football. Like, I overextended my stay here too, because I can't stop talking about the Jaguars. I'm so excited now.
0: You can go for another hour if you want. Super pumped, man. I just remember last year with like the draft and how excited that made me, especially when we drafted LaVisca. I was just like, I feel like from the end of April all the way until the beginning of the regular season, it was as if we were already playing football. And the funny thing is that's amid all the COVID uh, potential delays and stuff last year. So I can't imagine this year it's going to be like euphoria, man. People are going to ask, like, what drug are you on <laughs> from draft day all the way through week one
1: we have we're going to be some happy campers hopefully you know throughout the season as well this time not just the off season
0: (laughs) yeah hopefully beyond week seven
1: yeah that's the goal remember meaning meaningful football at thanksgiving Thanksgiving. (laughs) that's what we live by so hopefully